The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Shadows. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Mr. Jim Clark. Oh, you don't got to call me Mr. Mrs. Jim Clark. Oh. oh, please don't call me Mrs. Ms. Jim. Or Ms. <laughs> I'm not married. No. <laughs> oh, man. How's it going, dude? Oh, it's going. It's peachy. Peachy keen? Yeah. About going probably as good as it can go. Yeah. You know? This is going to be an interesting evening because we're currently recording as a snowstorm's blowing in. Yep, we decided for this episode we were going to book a room at the Overlook. <laughs> um, and we haven't ventured out into the maze yet, and we might not because of the snow that's coming in, yeah. but... Yeah, should be interesting drive home, yeah. huh? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> nervous because I was already slipping on my way over here. Were you really? In the office, yeah. Oh, I mean, obviously oh, I was dude. doing it on purpose to sli- slip oh. around a little bit, but... <laughs> Um, it's only going to get worse. <laughs> who who drives to slip around on purpose during oh, the snowstorm? I like storm? the, like the, the fishtail, like fish dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> what happens when you spin your car out and end in a ditch? I've spun it all the way, well, like a 180 before, and I was like, oh, this is good. Yeah, in a street before. <laughs> um, I've never gone into a ditch, so. Uh, I've done the sliding. I've done the sliding thing. Yeah. You know, well, we were in the car the one time, remember? What time? When we where were we driving and uh, we were heading out to Mass, going in through the snowstorm, and we had to get onto the thirty three. Oh, okay. And yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. I, I was trying to turn, and it kept sliding, <laughs> sliding. towards that corner. We're like, "Oh shit! Here we go. <laughs> we haven't even start. started. <laughs> we haven't even started the trip yet. We're almost oh, dead." Oh man. Oh god. Well, dude, let's but get. But we're from Buffalo, so we're yeah, used to it. I'll yeah, be fine. true. Uh, let's get the show on the road, though, so we're not wasting too much time and yeah. going out to a, a snowpocalypse. Mm-hmm. We're jumping back into 1987. Yes. After a little Hitchcock detour. A little Hitchcock and some extra sprinkled in there detour. Of the, but of yes. the Hitchcock films we watched, which Ooh. one was your favorite? Um, I got to say Rear Window was probably my yeah? favorite. Yeah, yeah. I had a feeling it would be. It's yeah. a good one, dude. It was a good one. That's one of my really absolute. Good. I think it's, it is my absolute favorite Hitchcock film. Yeah? Yeah. Right now, of all the ones I've seen, that's my favorite. Yeah, I've only seen Knees and Psycho. That's it. Well, you're adding, you're adding to them. Yeah. But now we're in 1987. It's a movie that it feels like immediately you step to the plate and you go for a home run because this one's considered like a very popular classic. This is a major, major film. There yes. are a lot of fans of this franchise that when to list their movies in order of their favorite, this, this usually was, tops it. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people consider this the best of the franchise. Let's get into it, dude. Okay. A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors.
First time watching it ever, what was your initial experience with it? I enjoyed the film. It was obviously a departure of what had come before this. When did you see it? Do you remember it was the first time you saw it? Oh, jeez, dude. I don't know. I don't remember. I really don't. I, I, I don't. What happened was I had bought all the movies on DVD, uh, one through five. And I started watching it, but I don't know if I'd seen this before that. Um, but that's my earliest recollection of seeing the film. And I knew that the film, the franchise, kind of started taking this kind of turn to humor. And this is definitely, where, obviously, where that begins. I am still a fan of the original over this one, though. Really? Yes, I do prefer the original over this one. Because it has Johnny Depp? No. Okay. <laughs> um <laughs> Because I'm I'm more for the horror, dude. I okay. get I get what the comedy is here, and and in this one, it's not so much it's not so tacky as in the later right. ones, right? Um, it's still very well balanced. This, this is the one, one where he, it feels like he's starting to come up with catchphrases. Yes, and well, and he very much is. Um, yeah. Because I think one of the most famous ones in the entire franchise came out of this movie. But I didn't feel like there's much comedy with this, except for the fact that it was like he he was trying to be funny uh, with these catchphrases. Yes, yes. and and watching it this time and actually really paying attention, because like I said, I know how the rest of the franchise turns out and how, how, for lack of a better term, cartoony it gets. But I was surprised to revisit this after not seeing this one for a while and see that, oh, this isn't as cartoony as I remember it. But yeah. Yeah, dude, I think I was probably eight or nine, mm, okay. what, nine maybe, eight or nine when this came out. And you didn't see this in theaters, did you? No, no, no. It was in, I saw it on a VHS tape. Ah, okay. But I read the book. The, oh, the, the novelization? Yeah, the mm-hmm. adaptation before I saw the movie. So I knew the story. I already had it in my head how it went. But then I saw the movie and I loved the movie. Okay. Because it was like, these were the, the characters I had read about. Envisioned, yeah. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So um, which was better, the movie or the book? Oh, for me, the movie. As a oh, kid, yeah. as soon as you see the movie, you're like, of course, I got to finally see this movie, right? Yeah. But I loved it, dude. And I would say there are a lot of people that love this movie as their number one. And this probably goes back and forth for me when it comes yeah. to that. It's that and the, the original. And the original. The first okay. one. For me, I love the first one so much. There's so many good things. Yes, dude. And, well, and just how influential that is. And the entire rest of the 1980s horror that comes after it. Yeah. And then this one is this kind of sequel that everybody wanted number two to be. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? The continuation of Nancy's, you know, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, I mean, at at, at the end of the day, it's, I I still feel like it's a solid film. Mm -hmm. However, watching it this time around, like to try to be observant and critique and not just lose myself in the movie that I'm so used to go. You know what I mean? Going along for a ride that you enjoy. Yeah. yeah, Right. Instead of doing it that way. Now I step back and I take a look at the whole ride as it goes. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Instead Mm -hmm. of going for the ride and taking a look at the ride. I got to tell you, dude, cocaine had to have a play (laughs) in this movie. Okay. And I don't know, man. I I loved it. I loved it. I still. Oh, yeah. No, I love the movie. But it's there's a lot of crazy stuff in it. But there are there's there's a few things that I you know what there's a few things that I did notice watching it this time around that I never took note of before. Okay, like 
the minimal amount of actual gore, mm-hmm. especially when Freddy was using his claws. Okay. A lot of that is not seen. You don't see it happening. Yeah. Isn't it weird? It is kind of weird, considering the gratuitous blood they used in the first one. Yeah. So let's get into this, dude. All right. Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors mm-hmm. opens with Patricia Arquette. Yes. Playing this girl, Kristen. We see her putting together a paper mache house. Yes. You know, she's she's constructing this thing. Yep. She's you could tell it's late at night. I think she takes a scoop of instant coffee and like Oh, and eats the coffee and drinks it down with Coke. Oh God. I know. I saw that. I was like, Ugh. there's no <laughs> way, no way I would ever I could never do that. But she's desperate, right? We know this. You're coming into this already knowing Nightmare on Elm Street. So it's not like you're watching this movie going, I wonder why she's doing that. Yeah, you know why. You know exactly well, and you what's also happening. see the house that she's making. Exactly. So you know what's going on. She's putting on music, right? Mm-hmm. Kick it off right away. And again, I say I said it before you and I talked about this. For me, this is the better Dawkins song. Yeah. Like, I like Dream Warriors. Don't get me wrong. But Into the Fire is just, I love this, like, this sound that this whole song has. I don't know <laughs> why, but I've always loved it. Anytime I hear it, like, for the rest of the day, it's playing in, in my head. head. You know what I mean? So, and it is, you know, right now as I'm talking about mm-hmm. it, I can just hear it. Anyway, she's putting together this house with her music blasting, her mom busts in, like, the fuck's wrong with you, girl? Yeah, turns, why are you still up? Turns First, she's like, that's too loud. Turns that shit down. It's like, you need to go to bed. You need to go to sleep. She's like, Mom, I'm having nightmares still. And her mom's like, well, listen, I have a man downstairs. And you hear him going, you got any brandy? <laughs> Yep. And, and she she looks like she just came from somewhere. She's all dressed up in a dress. Oh, yeah, yeah. You right? can tell she was out and right, about to go out. And right away, your dude down there is like, where's the brandy? So they're <laughs> still partying, right? Yep. And she's just like, you need to go to sleep. I want to be able to go hang out with my man friend. And she gives her a kiss g- goodnight. And Kristen lays in bed. Mm-hmm. And she's doing her best to just try to stay up. But then she does that head nodding thing. You know, yep. has you, everybody has this. All the time, Everybody dude. knows this, right? Where you're so tired. And even though you're trying to stay up, you, you catch yourself opening your eyes like, holy shit, when if did I, I close my eyes? If I go to late movie showings, this happens to me all the time. It's rough, dude. <laughs> I'm like sitting there and I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, I hope nobody noticed. <laughs> Especially when you have that, that twerking that, that thing. Jeering, your whole body jerks. Yeah, yeah dude. dude. But she's doing that right, and and then she hears like a creaking sound, and it wakes her up again, mm-hmm. and she sees her door creak open, and this little tricycle comes out, mm. and it's got like these bloody tracks behind it, yeah. And all of a sudden, it starts to melt, and she's just like, now, and we know what's happening, um, but now she knows she's in her dream because mm-hmm. when she looks behind her bed, there's no wall there anymore. Nope. Now they're in front of the Elm Street house. Yep. Nighttime. It's all decrepit looking. Creepy, dude. There's yeah. a little girl on a tricycle just going in circles on the on the porch. Well, and the kids are singing the song. Yep. They're playing the yard. Uh, jump rope. Yep. And there's these kids just playing around. It's just so creepy, man. And that's the thing I always loved about these, right, is the just the dark creepiness of nightmares, how things are just kind of slightly off. They don't make sense. So she's freaking out. She's just like, holy shit, right? Yeah. She hears the singing. She goes into the house. And oh no, there's a little girl that she sees run in, and she's like, "No, little girl, she don't go in, in there." The girl, yeah, little girl, little girl. Has anybody ever called you little boy when you were a little kid? Little boy? No, I don't think so. Come get some candy, little boy. <laughs> it's a nice white van. Don't you worry about that. It's clean. <laughs> Take off. Oh shit! No, that's no joke, dude. You watch Black I Telephone I was getting... yet? No, not yet. Fuck, dude. 
watch that shit. I uh, I thought I was gonna get kidnapped one time as a kid. Did I you ride my bike? Yeah, dude. So by Fred. No, by this Thank person God. in a vehicle who I was riding my bike down the sidewalk, and then they slowed down and stopped, Ooh, and I was shit. like, oh. So I took off on my bike to get back home. <laughs> they probably weren't. It probably had nothing to do with that. But. They were parking because they're just stopping over at a friend's house right there. Yeah. That's some funny shit, dude. Um, anyway, she knows that she's, she's, this is a weird place, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it's, it's a nightmare. He's there. She can hear him. So she grabs the little girl, uh-huh. right? Picks her up and starts to run. Tries to take take off and get out of there. Yep. And she's run. All of a sudden, it's like. Well, she ends up in the boiler dark, room. Yeah. And, yep. The hallways and then boiler room and there's all this crazy shit. She ends up stepping in like what seems like quicksand. Quicksand or, yeah, tar. muck or something. Yeah, and she can't run, right? She's stuck in place. But that's like a nightmare that people have had. Like yeah. you've, oh, you yeah. have this thing where you're trying to get away and you can't. All of a sudden it's, it's like, like, like you're trying to run and you can't get anywhere and the hallway just keeps getting bigger, dude. Yeah, dude. Yep. So Freddy's behind her, coming at her, and he's about to slash her, and she breaks free. She mm-hmm. jumps through there. And what a way. What a way to bring us back into Freddy Krueger. Um, yeah, man, right So away. if you were coming into this movie having been disappointed with the second one, because I know it did disappoint a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, right out of the gate, man, it, it looks good. Like, yeah. this entire sequence just looks beautifully shot. It's cool, dude. Uh, all of a sudden, this little girl's like, what are you doing to me, or whatever. Like, she looks down, and it's all it's a fucking a skeleton. skeleton. Crazy, right? Which but is it a little still bit has of foreshadowing, right? The skeleton thing, which is crazy. Skeleton if you think about thing. the end, the bones, the skeleton. Oh, tr- ah, it's like a cool true. foreshadowing. Like, that what? is true. So he lets her go. She lets it go. She freaks out, right? Mm-hmm. She wakes up. She sits up, and she's yep. in bed. <sighs> she gets up, goes into her bathroom, goes to turn on the faucet, and all of a sudden the little faucet grabs her. Yep. She's still sleeping. Mm-hmm. Grabs her and pulls her arm over, and all of a sudden the other one pull, comes up Did with you the blades. Once the, the the faucet handle comes out, yeah, uh, it's not pipes; they're actually like like the bones. forearm bones, bones dude. again. Yes, the other one has blades, and then you see in the mirror it's Freddy, right? Mm-hmm. And so you could see him moving around, controlling this thing, and it fucking slashes her mm-hmm. again. You don't see that. No. It's just the off Well, there's a little bit of spread. Well, I don't even think we saw this, but when it cuts to the other angle from the other side. You do see a splash see a little as bit it of blood, Yeah. But it's already there. We don't see it happen. No, it's you very do, minimal. You do see the blood splatter when he first goes across. Oh, does it? Yeah, okay. it does okay. come up. But even but still, it's so minimal. It's very minimal. You don't see any of the actual slashing. Well, I mean, that's for more than one reason. She screams, right? Her mom busts in. Kristen, what are you doing? She turns around. She's got a razor blade in her hand. Damn. And her, her wrist, dude. It's sliced open, and all of a sudden, blood's pouring out. She looks at it, and then she just faints. Boom. Mm-hmm. Our first nightmare segment. Yes. That's how a lot of the Nightmare in Elm Street movies start, is with a nightmare, and this is our first nightmare segment. So in two, remember the bus, the whole bus scene? Mm-hmm. He's in the bus, and he's trying it's to- Driving away. Speeding and- past everything, and then all of a sudden, the fucking, they're, they're like balancing on that canyon oh, that, yeah, thing, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that's a good opening, too. But this one, I feel like, is, is just kind of like back to Freddy coming to kind of haunt you from where you're, like, like do you know what I well, mean? Like this- well, when you actually it boil was, it, it down and you different. look at it, this this dream sequence not only sets up a lot of the rest of the stuff that happens in this movie, mm-hmm. but it sets up a lot that happens in the entire rest of the franchise. Because again, we come back to this house a lot yeah, in the true. dream world. True. So this sets up way more than you actually initially think. Yeah. So next scene, we're at a mental hospital. Mm-hmm. 
right. inevitable. Yep, we see this doctor walking down the hallways, walking by these all these kind of young uh, patients. There's a girl that's there. He, he talks to one of the boys that walks by. I mean, he's just like they all know him. He's kind of like, "Hey, doc, how's it going? See you later, doc." Right? Mm-hmm. He stops at one of the rooms where it's kind of like a. Uh, a confinement room, right? It's, like it's a padded, padded cell. Doors closed, and, just a little uh, window. King Cade's in there. The black guy, he's just kind of sitting there in the corner, all like freaking out. And then he goes and meets with the lady. Uh, the, the, the is head she the doc. head? I, I'm assuming she's the head. It's not really doctor said. It's not really like clear. She might be like the head medical doctor because she's always dressed like one. Yeah. And then he might be like the psychologist. Yeah. yeah. Psychi- the head psychiatrist. Like or she something. runs. She runs the place. Yeah. But they talk about that. There's this new person that's just starting. Right. This mm-hmm. this new person, and they're gonna ha- he's gonna have to meet her at some point. All of a sudden, you hear that there's some struggle going on, and they have to go and get this new girl that just came in, and she's yeah. freaking out. We go into that room, right? All of a sudden, here's Kristen, and they're trying to get her and hold her down, and she is flipping the they're fuck trying out. Trying to sedate her, and she's like, "Nah, you're not putting me to sleep." Yeah, she's kicking, not pulling. Happening. People are jumping on her. She's throwing them off. She ends up grabbing a scalpel and slicing Larry Fishburne's arm. Larry Fishburne, dude. I always forget he's in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he plays Max, and I always forget he went by the name Larry. Larry. I know, Mister Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, later would be Morpheus. Mm crazy right yeah anyway what's well, so- funny to see like these people's first you know like big film or like their first film to get a, a lot of recognition from yeah. like johnny depp with nightmare on elm street yeah patricia arquette and and larry fishburne in this movie so how many people start get their start in horror movies really? oh yeah yeah you know what i mean it's crazy uh anyway she's like holding everybody off she's a, an animal in a corner right mm-hmm. she's holding the scalpel out she starts singing the song one two you know she's doing it and she gets to the end and she can't finish it it's like she's trying to but it's she freaking herself crying. out yep mm-hmm. and you hear someone finish it a woman turn around and you boom, he- when you boom, hear who it, when boom. you hear the voice you're like yes nancy <laughs> yes nancy's back and she's got that shock of white hair dude yep and she's a little bit older, you know, a little bit professionally dressed. And mm-hmm. she comes in and she's just like, who taught you that song? And she just starts crying and they hug each other. And sweet. And now we find out Nancy is the new person working at the hospital because she's an intern. Correct. Yeah, I think I, th- I think that's the case. She's still in the, school. The I next thought. thing is, is uh, the doctor and her talking mm-hmm. oh well good to meet you you know yep. welcome to the thing and he's like yeah um i'm what was it she was coming with she's coming because of her he didn't studies he didn't, in dreams or something yeah well initially when they referred him and the other doctor were officially first talking about her you could tell he was not happy with her coming there yeah but then but then once he sees it oh she's a good looking college girl okay and then he comes around and then he you know goes for his walk with her and starts you can tell he's kind of hitting on her yeah yeah, she's an intern but yeah, but therapist. She's an intern therapist there because she's uh, got experience in specializing in basically the types of dreams that these kids are having. Yeah. And so she says, listen, I'm really interested in being able to help out. He says, well, we're about to have group. Why don't you come and meet everybody? Mm-hmm. So these are the kids that we, we go into a room, right? And they're all sitting around. All the kids are sitting there and the, the main doctor's there too. Mm-hmm. And she goes around and is introduced to everyone, right? So here are who the kids are. There's Philip. He's a habitual sleepwalker. Yes. There's Kincaid. That's the black kid that was in the padded room. A tough kid from the streets who is prone to violence. I'm reading this off Wikipedia, by the way. <laughs> uh, Jennifer, a hopeful television actress prone mm. to cigarette burns. Because there's a scene in the hall where she sees him earlier. And she asks her about the burns. Yeah. And she goes, regular 
menthol light. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's fucked up, dude. Will, who uses a wheelchair due to a prior suicide attempt. I want to come back to that in, in a oh, little yep. while. Taryn, a recovering drug addict. And Joey, the youngest, who is too traumatized to speak. So we don't even know what happened to him. I'm I assuming know. it was a, yeah, I would assume it was something that happened with Freddie. Because yeah. she says he used to be, he, uh, the one girl says he used to talk. He was on the debate team. Yeah, That's yeah. cool. So she sees them. So they, stay, they have their, their, you know, they have interactions. Well, that. during this conversation, you, you kind of get the idea that a lot of these kids are having shared, I yeah, mean, from a, yeah, from, a, from a medical standpoint, shared psychosis, right? Yeah, That's what the doctors say. Even, hallucinations. But they're having these, yes, these shared dreams. Uh, and they all know who Freddy Krueger is, not by name, but they know the boogeyman. Right. And and I keep wanting to call her Heather. You know what I mean? Uh, Nancy, you know, she could see by her face. She's just like, holy shit. She's picking up on this. Is, is something going on here? Right. After this, she goes. So after that. Well, right before that, I think right after this, this is when she's walking with the male doctor again. Right. Yeah. She spills her bag and he sees the bottle of pills. The yeah. Hypnosil. Yeah. Um, and again, that's something that comes into play for the rest of the series. Yep. Uh, but that's our first introduction to this uh, this drug called Hypnosil. Yep. Which is a dream suppressant. Yep. So you take the pill, you're not going to dream. Yeah. So that's how she's keeping herself protected all these years. Yeah. And it's an experimental drug. Yeah. Yeah. It's not approved yet, but mm-hmm. she's doing it anyway. Uh, then she goes to meet with the mother. She wants to interview yes. the mother and you know find out what's going on with Kristen. How long has she been having these dreams? Mm-hmm. And while the mother's talking to her, you get the feeling that this mother's just like she's cost me this much money she's in psychiatrist bills. Like I'm just kind of done with it, to be honest with you. And so she goes and shows her her room. And so mm-hmm. you know Nancy's looking around. She sees. The her paper house. house. She sees the house from Elm Street. She literally sees it sitting there. She's like, what the fuck, dude? Mm-hmm. And so she takes it. And later that night, she's at home getting ready to go to sleep. Kristen is at the place, and she's doing her best to try to stay up, stay awake. Kristen falls asleep. Has Christian. A, Christian? Who the hell's Christian? Sister Christian. Uh, Kristen falls asleep. When she falls asleep, dude, all of a sudden everything starts like fucking up and, and she's in this house. She's in this room, right? Mm, oh, yeah. The wall start, everything starts falling apart. And- the carpet, dude. The mm-hmm. carpet's laying there and all of a sudden you see it like something coming up yes. and slithering through Underneath there, it. going up the walls. Shit's fucking falling apart. She starts screaming. And this is our fucking Freddy Krueger snake worm monster. This is a vi- like for me, this is a crazy ass scene. Because I love this scene. He literally comes up from underneath her, right? Yep. Grabs her like he he's eating her halfway up her legs. Yep. Slams her down to the ground and then just starts Hard. to slowly chomp down and swallow her. her. Yep. Basically swallow her. He's not really like biting into her. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically he's like a snake. Little by little, right? And so she's screaming, she starts screaming for Nancy and the next thing you know, fucking Nancy's there. Mm-hmm. And she grabs a, I don't know, it's a shard of glass or some shit, and oh, from shoves a it, mirror and stabs shoves it Freddy's in, snake in the eye. Yeah, right in the eye, dude. And he spits, he spits Kristen out again. But he comes up, it, it, he comes up like a snake, and then drops her. Yeah, and I'm like, fuck, dude. I, if that was a real actress, holy yeah. shit, man. I mean, it is a real actress. <laughs> Well, did they use a real actress, or was there a like a, a, a fake body? That oh, they it was. A, no, I think it was a body. When I think they it was did a stunt drop. person. 
But still, because man. even the the initial one where they go back, that's a stunt person. You can see when he first comes up underneath her, mm-hmm. her hands are flailing, and as she starts to fall down, she pulls her hands in tight to to brace for the oh. the hit. So you can see that it's a stunt person doing man. that. So I think it was a stunt person that gets dropped yeah, too. I mean, you can tell the floor is like one of those types of floors that you slant, like yeah. like a wrestling mat. Almost. Yeah, yeah, it, it's oh, got some still, gift. dude. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, all of a sudden. Fucking, he rears back, right? He's all, like, in pain and shit, and then he sees Nancy, and he goes, you. And she looks at him and goes, oh, my God. Like, she cannot believe he's back, right? Mm -hmm. And boom, she wakes up, and she's in the chair, and she looks at her hand, and it's all cut up. Nancy. Well, well, she's she. Well, how they get out is they. She's yelling at uh, Kristen to get them out of there. Oh yeah, yeah, Again. yeah, yeah. Good call. Uh, so Kristen wakes herself up, which pushes Nancy out of the dream too. Yeah, uh, and she sees that this is real. This is happening again. Yep. She's all sliced open now. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yep. That's a great scene for me, dude. No, I love that. Scene. I love that it. I think it's scene. awesome. Uh, very well executed. That and even the special effects here. You can. I mean, obviously today you can tell it's. Um, animatronic but it still looks fantastic yeah still looks fantastic yeah uh, and the that, way it moves not just the way it looks but the way it moves yeah just it, gorgeous the eyes move as well yeah it's amazing um, dude yeah very detailed. practical it's so nice i love practical more than cgi dude. <laughs> i mean cgi is great if you're doing like independence <sighs> to a day degree, man. right like yes. if you're doing that shit you can't really go blow up buildings in the middle of <laughs> right City, right you know but or something like White this House. something like this it looks so good this but even but even the cgi in 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 independence day when they're blowing up the buildings in the white house it looks good yeah it's got to be good cgi yeah, today yeah. we're we're using with all the money we put into movies and all the uh, technology that we have the cgi still so looks not, like shit so dude, not from not from beyond cgi no <laughs> <laughs> I, that, I, do you even consider that cgi because that to me i felt was just like layering uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe I don't like know. The I don't know what, what effect, I don't, I don't know, know what effects they were doing back then. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, computers but back came then it wasn't play. as readily available and as cheap as. Yeah, you know, true. True. What you could afford. So the next day, Nancy has a conversation with Kristen. Like, how long you been able to do this? Right? Yeah. And Kristen's like, since I was a little girl. I haven't done it in a long time. Yeah. Though. Yeah. And she's like, well, you did it, dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you almost got us killed. So what ends up happening now, like aside from that little piece, is we start to see. This is where for me. When I said like people were doing cocaine, it's because we got our introduction. We got a little bit of this, but then mm-hmm. they were like, "Put the pedal to the floor and let's just get Freddie <laughs> and let him go. Let's yes. let him let him go, right?" Because mm-hmm. there's uh there's the scene where everybody's starting to go hang out for the night and they're getting ready to go to bed and and they're being put to sleep. And one scene shows um the kid in the wheelchair, uh, Joey. Oh, they're playing. Is that his uh, name? No, like Joey's, Joey's the, the 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 kid that doesn't talk. Yeah, they're playing like a Dungeons and Dragons type game. Will, yeah, he's like a little dungeon master, so they're playing that. Will, yeah, dude, fires. So that's gonna help me remember it. He and Joey are are roommates. They they share they share beds. A room. And then Kincaid, I think it is, and Philip, the Phillip. sleepwalker, have Black their room. Phillip. Black Philip. <laughs> <laughs> they have their room. Max, uh, Larry Fishburne's going, mm-hmm. around, you know, putting everybody to bed, telling them it's time to go to bed, and uh, they're they're starting to fall asleep. Right in the other room, you see Will uh, and Joey, and they're making this this who's going to stay up first Do kind the of first thing. shift. Yeah, and so you see they have a thing in place, right? Like if one of them starts to to even show that they're having any kind of nightmare, the other one will wake them up mm-hmm. while the other one sits and, and does their best to stay awake the whole time. Uh, and Kincaid and, and, and uh, Phillip's room. They just both go to sleep. Yeah, too. they just go right to bed, right? 
and immediately here comes Freddy, right? Yes. The guy that plays Philip, the the sleepwalker, this kid likes to fashion himself little puppets, puppeteers, marionette puppets, right? And so he's got a few of them hanging on the wall, and one of them turns into Freddy. He cuts himself off the strings. You see him great like, stop motion animation effects. I love how he walks to the end of the bed and I then, love how the face morphs. Dude. And then he just fucking comes up, grows and up, grows himself. Yep. Kid wakes up and he's like, "What the shit?" There's Freddy. He rears back and slices again. And again, you don't see what the slices. You don't see them. Not yet. No. But what is gross is you see him pull the tendrils and shit. The, the fucking tendons, like yes, oh, on this kid's arms and feet oh. and legs and oh, dude, it's so oh. fucked up, dude. And the way this kid, the way the kid like plays it and walks dude when he gets up yeah, out of the bed dude, dude. is perfect yeah because freddy starts acting like a marion uh, uh, a puppeteer and yep. moving him around and so he's walking and when kincaid sees him walking obviously like in like well, in and, all the movies they mm-hmm. don't see freddy they just see the person reacting yeah. and he's thinking all right go ahead and have a good walk because like you this sleepwalk. kid's known for sleep well this kid is known for sleepwalking yeah. he's got a reputation around exactly there, so he doesn't think anything out of the ordinary uh, we're back at the room with Joey and and Will. Will mm-hmm. sleep and Joey's sitting in the corner. And he well, well, another another real cool special effect is when he goes through the door. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When he he goes through the door uh, and just doesn't open it, just goes right through the wall. That's right. Mm-hmm. Joey's sitting in the corner and he looks up and he sees Philip at the top of the chapel bell tower. Right, the mm-hmm. the little whatever bell tower, and he's just standing there, looking like he's about to jump, like sleepwalking on the edge. And Joey can't yell. Nope. He's a mute right now. So he's like freaking out. He goes and wakes Will up and And doesn't put him in his (laughs) chair. He literally fucking drags him and throws him into a chair. He's just like, (laughs) look. Right? (laughs) Yeah, and that kid played good, too, just letting his legs drag around. I was watching, dude. (laughs) I do, too, dude. Ever ever since Silver Bullet, I watch that shit now. So this movie started, and for whatever reason, I forgot that this kid walks later in the movie. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I wonder if they got a real handicapped person to play this character. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, when I was paying attention, I, I'm like, oh, that's right, dude. This isn't kid gets it, up out of the isn't wheelchair. Isn't it physically challenged? I don't know. Yeah, it's something. One um, of those. <laughs> Just bleep that word out, and then nobody will be saying anything about it. I'll bleep all of them. <laughs> but yeah, dude, so now Will's like, holy fuck. He's like, Joey, go get help. Mm-hmm. And he starts screaming, smashes the window, starts screaming, fell up, wake, wake up. up. And you see Freddy. Just hanging up over the over the in building, the giant now, moving him around, and he's like, "All right, time to go to bed." <laughs> snip, snip, snip. Cuts well, all. Well, not those... yet. Everybody else shows up. First. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody starts running. Joey's running everybody's up and down yelling, the halls, so waking everybody's everybody there, up. and everybody sees it happen. Yeah, we watch him fall to his death. Right. Yes. How fuck? Like how traumatic? Even more is it for Will? Because he couldn't. Uh... Because. The reason he's in a wheelchair was he tried to kill himself by jumping off of something. Oh, yes, and this kid succeeded. And now he just saw that. I didn't even think of that. Dude, as I'm watching this movie, I'm like, there's some fucked up shit happening in here. There's a lot of heavy shit. Intense stuff going on. That's why I was like, it it didn't feel like. Yeah, I got to walk back my comment I said earlier about the comedy in this movie. Yeah, yeah. It's Um, it's just, this is where you started seeing Kruger have this kind of one-liner thing. But in in this one, it's more with malice. Later on, it becomes hokey and and comedic. Yeah, Yeah, again, and that's why I say when I watched it this time, I was happy and pleased to see that it wasn't as hokey as I remember it being. But, yeah. They're all fucked up, dude. Next day, they're all in group, and they're all talking, Mm -hmm. and they're they're just like, you know, how are you feeling? Well, everybody's there. By everybody, I mean 
the All psychiatrist the guy, yep. Nancy, and that, that head doctor lady. They're having group because they're trying to deal with the fact that they just watched one of their the friends, friends kill themselves, right? Yes. And they're upset. And they're like, you don't understand what the fuck we're you guys going aren't through. listening to us. And Nancy's like, I know exactly what you're going through. And they're like, fuck you, lady. Who the fuck are you? And she goes, brown hat. They all go, oh. <gasps> She starts describing Horribly it. burned. And then they're just like, what the fuck? How does she know, right? And this doctor is like, what the fuck's wrong with this lady? She's just like, listen, I, I understand what you're going through. I've dealt with this before myself. And this doctor lady's like, okay, this is, this is enough, all right? What we need to do is start locking shit down. You guys are not allowed to, to walk around at night. We're locking doors when you go to bed. Yeah. And Nancy's just kind of horrified by the way this doctor is. So she pulls the psychiatrist aside here in a little bit to be like, okay, that's not okay. We got to help these kids. These kids are in trouble. Well, this is where she tells him that he, she wants to prescribe the hypnosil. Oh, yeah, to stop the dreams. To yep. stop the dreams, yeah. He's just like, what are you talking about? It's a fucking uh, unapproved drug. What are you, crazy? So basically, so so they're all starting to go to bed now. Mm-hmm. Max is just tell, ma- making sure everybody's going to bed because he's got to make sure they're locked in, right? Yeah, yeah. And he goes by the rec room, and there's Jennifer. Yes. And she's watching TV, and you know he's just like, you need to go to bed. And she's like, come on, just let me stay she's up and not watch tonight, this. man. Not after everything that happened. And he's like, you know what? I didn't see you. Just make sure you lock up and get yourself in bed by a decent time. He takes off. Mm-hmm. She's watching that shit. Pulls out a cigarette, right? Starts smoking. She didn't even it. pull out a cigarette. She pulled a uh, a mostly a smoked one, one yeah. out of the ashtray and then lights it. This is the one she's using. It. Yeah, smokes it a little bit, but she the reason she's smoking it is because she needs the cherry to burn because mm-hmm. she needs to burn herself to, to stay, stay awake. awake, and she does. Um, but she keeps doing that head nod, right? And she's flipping channels, and it stops on the. I forgot the name of the show. Is this is this Dick oh. Cavett? I think so. I think so. Yeah, that he's sounds he's on there and he's talking to. I think it's either Jaja Gabor or Ava Gabor. It's one Zha-Zha. of them. It's Jaja. Yeah, he's talking to her and he's just like you know this and that. She's like, oh honey, you know this is live, blah blah. And all of a sudden he's like, what do you think people care, bitch? And it's fucking Freddie. <laughs> and he goes to slash her right, and it all goes like haywire and yep. shit. She's just like, what the fuck? And the arms come out of the TV, right, and fucking grab her mm-hmm. and pull her up. His head comes off the top of the TV, and this is one of the most famous lines now in horror and in this franchise. So much so that they they quote this at the beginning of I think five it is or six. That's the one. That's the quote that's in text at the beginning oh, of the movie. Nice. Yeah. He uh he picks her up, looks at her, and she's kind of screaming, struggling, and he goes, "Welcome to prime time, bitch!" Mm-hmm. and smashes her head into the television. Now, what I want to say about that is, like I said, this is where he started coming up with the kind of one-liners, and I think this was the one that kicked it off. Mm-hmm. This was the one that made it be like, "Oh, we could give him these one-liners right before he kills," right? I always had a memory that that was more over the top like welcome to prime time bitch and then like that yeah where it wasn't it was more like menacing like mm, fucked mm-hmm. up like that's why and, I was and like, again that's why i said going back and watching it this time it wasn't as comedic and, and yeah. tacky as i remember yeah so. yeah so especially it was, and, and it's funny you mentioned it because especially this scene because again yes i was watching for that especially in this scene knowing this scene um, and knowing how, how, again, this is the kickoff basically for, for the rest of the series franchise where they're doing these zingers and these one-liners and, yeah. and making them like that. Yeah, so they discover another dead body. Which, which yes, okay. So they discover this one. Yeah. 
how how do you explain they, it? Yes, <laughs> I how know did it's they fucking crazy. This girl dude. got up there and did that to herself. She's not standing on anything. There's no chairs around her. No stools. No tables. Yeah. No nothing. Yeah. How'd she do it? Yeah. No, I know, man. So now it's the next time anyway. they're having group again, right? Mm-hmm. This time, head doctor's not there. Now it's just Nancy, the psychiatrist, and the kids. And they're like, why the fuck are they doing this? And she's just like, well, just so you know, you're the last remaining Elm Street kids. And they're like, what the hell does that mean? She's like, your parents killed this, killed dude. this dude named Freddy Krueger. He was a child killer, and they burned him alive. And they're like, I don't remember our parents ever telling us about this. Well, they're not going to. <laughs> Uh, but he says the reason, though, he's he's back with a vengeance and really targeting them hard is because he's after Kristen. She's special. Mm-hmm. She has a way of pulling people, pulling in. people into dreams. So we're all going to try something here. And this other dude's like, you're all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's she told she told remember she talked. Yeah, him he's into starting. It. He's starting. To earlier they had earlier bit. they had dinner together or they mm-hmm. had gone out for drinks. I can't remember what it was. And she started to talk to him. She's That's like, where she brought up. She wanted to prescribe it to him. Yeah, yeah. And he says he says, well, what are you you know what do you what are we gonna do here? And she says, uh, well, you have to have an open mind. Yep. And so she tells him everything. And so when they come to this group, he's already kind of prepared. He starts to make some kind of comments, but she's like, you promised you'd have an open mind, right? Yep. So he starts to do a group hypnosis session, and they're all sitting there to get hypnotized. And the next thing you know, your boys just get, who is it? Joey gets well, up and starts to wander off. Well, yeah, because they all come back up out of it, and they they think they're just in the room. They don't yeah. think they're asleep. Right, not at all. Yeah. Not yet. Because um, he goes out of the room because the nurse comes by. Yeah, nurse Good-looking walks by. Nurse. There was a nurse earlier in the film um, that you know he you could tell he was kind of had the hots for, mm-hmm. and there was an orderly that came and helped whisk her away, so he was kind of like, eh. This time, there's no orderly, so the the nurse is there. And she kind of like, come on, baby. Come on, come on, buddy. And so he goes and follows her, and mm-hmm. they go sit on the bed. She yep. starts getting naked. She's like, can you take Taking this off, off for me? Zip me? Like, oh, shit, right? And yeah, she's uh, she starts to, to they start get macking. on top of him. Yep. We go back to the other room. Yes. Right? And... They're just like, I don't think it worked. And he's got this thing, the, the, one of these little... Oh, the Newton's the, cradle. The new, is that what it's called? Those yep. little ball things? So he's they're fucking around with it, and all of a sudden they pop off and start floating, floating through the around air. the room, dude. And they're like, oh, shit. And now he's like... We're in the dream. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, we're in the dream, right? And this is where they there's... Nancy's just kind of like, in your dreams, you can be anything you want. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is you want to be, the best version of you, you can be that. So what is it for you? And Will immediately is like, well. In my dreams, I can walk. Yeah. He, he stands, stands up. up. He's like, I'm a wizard. Kincaid's like, this he, is Oh, I, and he catches one of the balls and turns it into a butterfly. Yeah. Kincaid's like, this is what I can do. Picks up a chair and folds it in half. <laughs> He's like, so basically he wants to be Power Man. He yes. wants to be Luke Cage. Yep. And then your girl. Taryn. Taryn. She's like in she my dreams. giant mohawk, dude. <laughs> and, and she's in leather, leather and shit. She she's has like, switchblades. I'm beautiful and bad. <laughs> schnick, schnick. <laughs> it's crazy. I love her character. And they're She's like, oh, great. well, what about you, Kristen? What can you do? She's like, watch this. And she does like a little somersault Somersault, thing. like a flip. Like, yep. But later on, it's more like parkour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? And then all of a sudden, they're like, wait a second. Where's Joey? Back in the room. He's making out with that nurse. With nurse lady. She sits up. What well, the fuck? Well, not even. Well, they're making out. And then oh, he, yeah. he makes this face. 
and then she starts pulling away and their tongues are fused That's together right. right and it starts stretching oh god and he then she and then she like out. he well she yanks away and it like throws the tongue and wraps his hand up on one side of the bed yeah and then the other yeah and then his legs yep so now he's all tied up on the mm-hmm. bed and there's freddy dude yeah fucking like you're fucked kid right he looks behind him the bed's not there now now it's a it pit. falls into this it's like temple of doom yeah dude it's a pit there's flames and shit down there. there's lava and shit down there wasn't it like skulls in the ground too yeah leading dude. down and then uh Kristen's like he's got joey and they're like, what the fuck? They don't even know where he's at. No, they don't. They just know he's got Joey. In the real world, they they're let, all still in the room. Yeah, the lead doctor walks into the room. She goes, what the hell's going on in here? Everyone's all passed out sleeping. Joey's laying on the floor. She goes to Joey. She's like, Joey, Joey, wake up. Everybody starts to wake up like, what the fuck's going on? Mm-hmm. And the lead doctor yells, code blue. Yep. Cut to Joey in a hospital in, bed. Yep. In a coma. Hooked up to tubes and, and A big old tube and... hanging out his mouth and shit. They're like, damn, we may have fucked up. And Lee Doctor uh, basically relieves them of duties. Like, you're not. Well, not even the head okay. doctor. She brings in their boss, who's above her. The administrator guy. Yes. And he says, no, you're done. He yeah. says, you're done and you're you going go back home. to school. Yeah. And she makes this snide comment to the to the psychiatrist. She's like, well, you brought this upon yourself. Yeah. I'm like, shut the fuck up, bitch. Yeah. You haven't got, you haven't got any idea of what the hell's going on here. <laughs> I want to rewind something real quick because I want to lay, uh, lay some groundwork for the scene that comes up next. Mm. When What's-Her-Name died through the television, Jennifer died, mm-hmm. they actually had a funeral for her. And we saw the oh, funeral that here. that is right. And during the funeral, the therapist mm-hmm. uh, sees this nun. He's got a name, dude. I don't understand why we don't just use his name. Oh, the therapist sees this nun and goes and talks to the nun for a little bit and then uh, gets, gets interrupted by Nancy and Nancy says, you know, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I was just talking to and turns around. The nun's not there. Nope. Uh, a little bit later on, he's at the at the campus and there's a lot of people walking around. All these people are walking around and he sees the nun in the distance. Mm-hmm. Right. And then more people walking around and, and she's then gone. she's gone. So now. He's leaving the hospital. Yeah, he's leaving. He he's sees got her all up stuff. on the top of the uh, uh, the bell, bell tower. tower. Yeah, and so he goes up for to 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 talk to her. He's like, "Hey, what the fuck? Okay, lady, like, what's going on? How did you get up here? Because the door's locked. Yeah, so it's not like anybody can get in there." And she tells him about this place being a monastery at some point or a hospital. Well, it used to house like criminally insane people. Yeah, and one night after everybody left, there was a during the holidays. There was a, a an orderly, a nurse, a lady that had got a staff member that got stuck and left behind and un- unfortunately locked in with oh, all the, the lunatics. People. And unfortunately, when they found her later, they said that she had they had hid her away. They had raped her hundreds of times, and she was on the verge of death. But they also found that. She was with child. Mm-hmm. This was Fred Krueger, the bastard son of a hundred maniacs. maniacs. Yes. This is, I think this is where this story starts. Cause I don't think this was in the first or second one. I don't, I definitely don't think it, definitely this, not the first this one. Is and the, I don't think the second this one. This is where this, is, this myth again, starts. Again, they, they started, they, a lot of people were not happy with the second one. So they kind of went a completely different direction. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause again, the second one still felt very close to the original horror movie hardcore yeah. horror it didn't have this this the the, the flavor the start yeah. of this zaniness that freddy krueger has you know yeah. he's like what's your name lady no uh this is sister mary helena by the way mm-hmm. so she basically says he's like so how do we stop this guy like well, like he's he's killing our kids like what are we supposed to do she says 
Well, what you have to do is you have to find his bones because when they killed him, they didn't they didn't bury him properly. So they need, you need to find the bones and bury them on hollowed grounds. Yes. And he's like, all right, cool. So he tells Nancy, he's like, so I met this lady who told me this is what we have to do. Do you know where these bones are? She's like, I don't, but I know somebody who does. Mm-hmm. And cut to a bar. Cut to a bar, and our boy, John Saxon. John Saxon, Nancy's dad. Yes. Uh, former police officer. Mm-hmm. If you notice his patch, he's still, wearing a, yeah, he's still wearing a <laughs> uniform, but it's a security guard now. And uh, he's a drunk. Yes. He shows up, and he's like, hey, honey, aren't you a sight for sore eyes? Been a long time. And she's like, daddy. We got to talk. Yeah, he's back. And he's just like, what are you talking about? He's like, Freddie's back. And we need to know where you guys buried him. And he's like, give me a break. That's nonsense. I'm not going to help well, you. This is crazy. He's still in denial of everything. Yeah, this is crazy. Even even after seeing Nancy's mother be lowered into a, a white light bed, I guess, is the better, crazy, best right? way to put it. Yeah, even after that, he, he still questions it and doubts it and doesn't believe. He's fucked up, dude. He doesn't want to help him out at all. And she's just like, Daddy, you have to help us. And he's like, no, it's not happening. So they go to leave. Right. Well, he gets a uh, he gets a page. He says it's a hospital, and mm-hmm. it's Taryn calling him, being like, "Listen, they grabbed Kristen. They're sedating her and putting her in the padded room, the same room that they would put Kincaid in." Yes. And he's like, "Fuck, we got to get back to the hospital." So they tear off. Uh, Nancy rushes back. She goes back. Right. Yeah. He doesn't. He's going to stay here. But Nancy takes off to go back for the hospital. Um. Then he walks back over to her dad and grabs him and pulls him up and f- basically flips the table over and says, yeah. "Look, bud." We're finding the bones, and you're showing me where they are. Yeah. Basically pulls his pants up and bucks up and yep. does what he has to do. And Nancy says, uh, she gets there, she gets rounds all the kids up. She's like, this doctor's never going to let us go get her. They've sedated her. She's going to be falling asleep any moment. We need to do a group a group hypnosis. Well, she tries so we to go see her, her, but Larry Fishburne's yeah, there. Yeah, they won't let it happen. Yep. So she gets these kids and is like, let's do this. We're going to go under and go save her. Mm-hmm. So they do. They hypnotize and they go into the dream world they all get separated somehow i think i think they start off together nancy and the other ones and then they get separated or something or they all come in mirror scene there's a crazy scene with the i can't remember where where this is where some of our characters kick the bucket before the battle even gets started taryn taryn dude right uh, away he goes after yeah he goes after taryn right her 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 i think she was maybe the last one but yeah she's like in this alleyway yep she walks by his bum and then there's freddie and she starts fighting back yep uh, but then he gets... He pulls out the needles and just needle jabs fingers. them into her, dude. Will, dude, he's fighting him, and Will's trying to use magic mm-hmm. and, and fight Freddy, and it's working for a little bit, but then, nope. nope. Freddy's like, fuck you, Bice little it. bitch. Yeah, he just starts killing him off, man. Nancy, Freddy, uh, uh, sorry, Kristen and Nancy and Kincaid, oh, they find Joey. Where's uh, where, What's Joey been doing? Oh, yeah, I don't remember where Joey was, but this... Uh... Oh, 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 oh. So they're running around trying to find him, right? Uh-huh. And they see, they, they see where he is. He's in this, like, that pit of hell thing where he's just kind of oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. tied up tied to up. it. That's right. And they, they need to try to get down to help him. And Kincaid's, like, holding that big pipe so that uh, Nancy can scooch Scoot her down. way down. And Kristen's, like, somersaulted, triple quadruple salting <laughs> all over the place to get down there. And they're all just trying to fight Freddy off. Right, Freddie's slicing these things, all, the, the the all the, the things, strings. the binds yep. that are holding them, and and he's starting to strings, starting rope. to fall. Nancy grabs him before he could fall into the pit, and then Kincaid grabs both of them and pulls them pulls both them back up. Right, 
And this me this whole time, Freddie's like fighting off Kristen in the corner, and, mm-hmm. and he's just battling her, dude. And this and, is where she's doing her parkour. Yeah, her parkour all over the place, dude. <laughs> and then he's about to kill her, right? He's about to like fuck her up, and they escape. They end up being in this hall of mirrors, and it's crazy. He's just like, well, yeah. if I, if I couldn't get you like that, maybe I need more of me, right? Mm-hmm. And then he shows up in all the mirrors and starts snagging them and grabbing them, and Joey starts pushing himself into a corner. He's all freaking out, dude, and he starts pulling people into the mirrors. Like you see Nancy's getting drug in, and mm-hmm. it's all getting crazy. And, and then they all finally do get drug in, and then he's, he's there by himself in the and hallway. he freaks out, dude, and then he just Speaks. screams. Yes. Screams, and all of a sudden the, the glass shatters and everybody comes out flying of the mirrors, out. Yep. Now we got to cut back to oh John Saxon yeah. and Neil. That's yeah, right. dad, dad, Nancy's dad and Neil. They're driving in a car. He's like, go to this junkyard, and they go to this junkyard where all these cars well, are stacked up and shit. First, they make a pit stop. Oh yeah, they they stop, stop at, the at the church. Church, get some holy water in a bottle and a crucifix. Yes, and then they drive to the junkyard, and he's like, it's in one of these cars that's over here. We in put it in the yeah, we put it in a trunk. Which was this the Cadillac from the end of the first one? Was that a Cadillac at the Ooh, end of the first one? Yes, it I was. I just thought of that. Yes, it was. And so the bones are in there, dude. And um, they go over and they start to they, they open start the, digging digging a, a, a hole, right? Yes. Yeah, they open the trunk. They find, find the bag the bones of bones there. there. They're digging a hole to put them in, right? While Freddie's trying to fight these kids, he's just like, hang on one second, guys. And then he pieces out. And they're like, oh, we must have won. But no, he's showing up over on this other side. As the bones, mm-hmm. how do you? How do you? I don't know. How dude. do you how explain he, this part? I don't know. I don't know because it's in the real world now, right? And nobody pulled him out, right? I don't know, dude. And neither of them is sleeping. Nope. I have no idea. <laughs> I always wanted to know how they explain this piece. That's but actually all, a very valid point. <laughs> but all of a sudden, it's Army of Darkness, dude, and this fucking Jason skeleton, and the Argonauts, dude. Right, the skeletons, fucking like stop motion running around and fucking um, beating the forget, shit out of Neil and and he because was it before this or after this where he opens his shirt and you can see all their faces there? So he's oh, yeah. even more powerful. There you now. go. Yes, before the, he could, before they saved Joey, he does this thing where he lifts his shirt to, to explain to them that the souls of the children are making him more powerful. Yeah. At some point, when he has enough, he'll be able to go into the real world mm-hmm. without That's what it was. anybody sleeping. Yep. So, yeah, you're right. So now he's that got the skeleton, and he's fucking fighting John Saxton. They're, like, duking it out, <laughs> and he ends up shoving, like, knocking him Throwing off. Throwing him back into a... Uh, it's like a big shard of, of metal sticking out, sticking dude. out of a car and impels him. Dead. Yep. Nancy's dead. Dead. Then we go back. Dead. Then, then he goes and attacks the therapist and knocks him into the hole. Yeah, right. he's knocked out. Him. Yeah, he's knocked out. He's like, ah, <laughs> you stupid <laughs> son of a bitch, right? Then that that pile of bones just drops. drops. Back in the into the the dream sequence where they're trying to figure out, okay, how do we get out of this dream? Right, mm-hmm. like who's gonna pull us out? How do we get out of this? Who's gonna wake us up? They're starting to walk out, thinking, oh, we won, we beat Freddy, and this magical light comes from the heavens, and Nancy looks, and there's her dad, mm. and she's just like, Daddy. And he's like, honey, I love you. It's been a good time, but I got to go. My bad. <laughs> they have their moment. I don't remember exactly what's said, but they, they start to embrace. And then all of a sudden you hear, <clears throat> and she looks down, and it's fucking Freddy's gloves. She looks up, and it's Freddy. And he's got her. And he's like, got you, bitch. Mm-hmm. Damn. He's got her in the stomach with Damn, his Damn, Nancy has bitten it. 
Is this the first one to do this, where they bring back the um, the female character from the first one who survives and kills her? No, because Friday the 13th did this. At the beginning of the second one, they kill Alice right True. away. right. But this is continuing in that that vein. She where, was in this for almost all the way to the end. So like, well, no, yeah, they I don't think right anybody expected this shit. Dude. Oh, I don't this think was so either. fucking intense. I know. This is an intense scene. Now dude. it's like, now what are these kids going to do? They don't have any experience fighting Freddy Krueger. Think about that moment at the beginning when they saw each other again for the first time, and Freddy's like you, and mm. she's like, oh my god, like I cannot believe this is happening. Yep. And now, and now they're this close, her. and he's looking at her, and he's like, gotcha. You know what I mean? You couldn't run forever. And he thought that that was going to be his big hurdle he had to get over. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck? So these kids are like, oh, Jesus, no, right? And uh, on the meanwhile, back at the at the junkyard, junkyard, the therapist is starting to wake up. And he's like, what the fuck? Oh, Jesus Christ. And he sees that the dude's impaled. And then he's looking around and he finds the he finds the holy water. And he starts spraying it on the bones mm-hmm. and spraying it all around. And then back in the dream sequence, you see Freddy starting to be all hurt, dude. Like holes start These opening up. Holes lights. and lights start shining out through him. Right? And he fucking just... So basically, the therapist saves the day. Mm-hmm. The therapist ends up saving the day. And the kids come out and... Everything's Nancy's fine dead. and dandy. Well, Nancy except Nancy's dead. dead. She is dead, dude. Yeah. And except, they have her funeral. Yes, yes. They have her funeral. They do. Um, Which I was surprised that uh, the funeral scenes in this movie didn't have, at least that I paid attention to and caught, didn't have palm trees in the background this time. Right. If this is in Ohio. So good job, guys. But it's at the funeral that he sees the, the psychiatrist, sister. Neil. He yeah. sees a tombstone. Well, first he sees he sees the, the sister, Mary Helena, whatever. Mm-hmm. He goes following her around. And then all of a sudden, she's not there, right? He's like, what the hell? And he looks down, and there's a tombstone. And it says, Amanda Kruger, in the Lord's name, the, the name of the Lord something, and she, and then a new name underneath it, basically, Sister Mary, Mary Helena. Helena. Yes, it's his mother. Which, again, that becomes a very underlying uh, plot point for the rest of the franchise, too. They come back to that quite a few times when they have baby Freddy Kruger yeah. running around. Um, yeah. So, yeah. therapist goes back to his house. It's the evening now. He's going to go to sleep. He's got this little Malaysian dream doll that Nancy gave him, mm-hmm. right? So he has that to make sure good dreams come tonight. Kind of like a, a dream catcher. And he starts, and he go off. And, 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 the, and over on the table, all on the side there is the paper mache Elm Street house that Nancy had given him also. Mm-hmm. So he goes to sleep. And the moment he's finally falling asleep, a light comes on in that house. In one of the bedrooms. Music kicks on. End of the movie. Yep. That's... A way to kick off 1987, dude. Yeah, I'll say. A big way. And watching this movie again, even though there are a few things that were were kind of like, really, or or like I said, a little bit Mm -hmm. cocaine-fueled, overall, man, solid fucking movie. No, like I said, I... um I, I with these wa- these two watchers I did for this episode, um, I've gained a lot more respect for this movie than I had before because again I discovered that it wasn't as hokey as I originally remember right, it being. Right, right. Uh, and that actually that plays a lot into it because I'm not a big fan of of especially the later later ones. Yeah, where it's like that. Like, it gets like I'm a fan of them and I like the movies for what they are, but I'm like, eh, this is so. They don't far hit the same from, quality. Well, it's just so far from what Freddy Krueger was and is and the whole concept of it. But I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Great performances across the board from everyone. Oh yeah, dude. Practical stuff looked great and not, they didn't go gore. So I think you could see like 
I don't know because it's it's the, like the first one was the it. there was a lot effects, of blood in it, but yeah. this one didn't have as much blood. Which you know, it was some stuff. Fine. It wasn't too bad, uh, but the, the the heaviness of a lot of the the subject matter, these kids that were dealing mm, with the mm-hmm. things they were dealing with. Well, because um, you're talking about mental health in a time when mental health really wasn't a thing, right? You just right. locked people away. Still crazy, you know? right? Yeah. So. Anyway, I loved it, dude. I'm always going to tell people that this is one of you know one of the better ones to check out. And oh yeah, for sure. And as I said before, it's always going to go back and forth. Right now, it's my favorite of, of them. Right? Let me watch the first one again, and I'm going to be like, oh no, this one, this one beats <laughs> this one beats three. This one beats three. This one's got a fucking killer soundtrack, dude. Yeah, yeah. I want to get a copy of this. This is one I'm watching for. So if we're out and you see it somewhere yeah. in the store, let me know. What do you got from the nightmare tidbits? Um, well, did you know that Frank Darabont was a writer on this movie? Was he? Mm-hmm. Did he go this by a different of, name? No, he went by Frank Darabont. This is one of his. Does first, he go uh, uncredited? Credits. No, it's right there in Are the beginning sure? credits. Yes, because that's where it's I saw only it. Two names that is written by. No, there was four names there, my guy. Story by two people. Oh, maybe that's what it is. It was the story by. Yeah, because that's okay. where I saw it this time, and I was like. You're right. You're oh, right. Story right. story by because I was like Bruce Wagner wrote this too. You're right. All four or four of them with Chuck Russell as well. Bruce yeah. Wagner, Frank Darabont, Chuck Russell, and Wes Craven. I stand corrected, good sir. Yeah, yeah. I know what I'm talking about. Sometimes. What else? <laughs> um, there was a, a, a Freddy glove that was stolen from the filming of this movie. Oh, Jesus um, and it people. reappears. Come on, people! It reappears in another movie that we're going to see in this decade. Really. It appears on the, uh, supposedly, we're going to have to pay attention and try and catch it, on the wall in the cabin in Evil Dead 2. Ooh, really? Yeah, I guess. Uh, Why don't I, guess, I remember that? I guess Sam Raimi and Wes Craven had a tit-for-tat thing going on back in the day. Which, <sighs> if this is the case, right? We just now watched... I'm going to pose another question. Now I'm going to pose another theory that I have brought up before. Because remember we talked about Jason Goes to Hell, the Necronomicon appears. So that means yeah. Jason is... Could be a deadite. A deadite, right. Right? So if Jason's a deadite and lives in that world, Freddy versus Jason, Freddy's in Jason's world, yep. this glove's in this movie, maybe Freddy Krueger's a deadite. Maybe it's all related. Maybe he's different from a deadite, though. Well, along the same lines. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. It's different crazy. Different type. They different have type that of weird deadite. fucked up like skin thing going on. Because mm-hmm. at first he starts with that melted look, but by later, by later movies, it's got well, this yeah, way different look to it. Um, did you know Screaming Mad George worked on this movie too, a special mm, effects? I did not. Yes, and then he comes back for the next one. Nice. Very well known for his cockroach house. So I guess the original premise for this film, uh, Wes Craven's original premise, was supposed to be more along the lines of New Nightmare. It was supposed to be this meta nice. thing where they come back at the original crew. Um, nice. But the studio thought it was too ambiguous so they rejected no, it. No, I love But look at how great movie. it hit later on. Yeah. But now think about it. Had they flipped it, had they actually done that here, would would it have hit how as would, big? Yeah, how would Scream have, have resonated? Yeah. Would Scream even exist? It's pretty cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do love that one though. I love the meta thing about it. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about I think that was Scream before Scream. We did it for one of the Halloween uh I think we did it for one of the so. Halloween ones. Maybe I don't know. Not, not this year's, last year's or whatever. So uh, there's a scene when Kristen, I think it's the first time Kristen goes into the house and she goes to the dining room table and there's all this spoiled food out there and you got the pig head. Oh, yeah. Well, not even a pig head, a whole body. Yeah. Um, I guess it was a real roasted pig that they roasted. Little girl. <laughs> <laughs> and then let's spoil. And then oh, the effects guys God. were out down underneath having to work it. And I, and I, oh. I supposedly, I, I mean how true it is but the guy said the guy who was working it says he can still smell it to this day oh god i can only That's imagine horrible so i guess the little girl corpse that 
Kristen's running with in the movie yeah. was originally designed to be a, desicca- a desiccated corpse. So it was supposed to look way like more gruesome. Uh-huh. But then it was decided that it was a little bit too grotesque, so they just went with a skeleton instead. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that would have been kind of cool. I, I wish there was something that existed so you could see what the original design was. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. like a picture of it at least even. So I guess in the final shooting script, <laughs> uh, one of the warriors... Yeah. Why do you laugh? Nothing. Go ahead. I'll tell you later. One of the warriors dreams up a giant Transformer-style robot uh-huh. um, that fights Freddy. So weird. That'd be Voltron crazy. versus Freddy Krueger. You know I, mean? I think that would have been overboard. I'm glad. Yeah, they that would have been a little bit overboard. I'm glad they cut a little that. bit way overboard. Uh, but it was decided. Oh no, they even made it to the storyboard. <laughs> but due to I'm budgetary regions, cut. they cut. Well, it. thank yeah. God they didn't have the budget for it. What, um, what were they thinking? Cocaine is what was thinking, dude. Exactly. The uh, I guess there was an original draft of this movie. Uh, not the same one we got but a different version of it written by one Robert England. Nice. But it was rejected. Wonder what his story was. Yeah, I know. That'd be kind of cool to read that. Interesting. Because I have, I actually, oh, what is it? It's a Peter, I think I have the script for the Peter Jackson Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Really? I think I have it. I don't think I've ever read it. We should do that as a table read. It's either that or it's something else. I should figure out which one I have. We should do that as a table read. Get a whole bunch of people together, right? That would be cool. That should be the first one we do. Okay, well, that's there. You go, man. There's Nightmare on Elm Street yes. three, a Dream Warriors. Yes. Let's. Uh, what's the next one on the on the list? So next week we are cruising along through 1987. Just starting. We're just dipping our toe in right oh, now. Oh yeah, and, and again, what a great way to start off. But next week we're coming back at you with dolls. I have a feeling. I, in my mind, I have this this kind of impression that it was kind of like a motel hell kind of a kind of a style ah, film. okay. I don't remember, though. I got to be honest. I don't remember too much. I, that's just the first impression. As soon as you said wrong, dolls, dude. I was like, ooh, dolls. You Is it this one? You could be thinking of a completely different movie. I might. I might. Not Puppet Master. Definitely not no, Puppet not pa- Master. I, well, I don't think I've ever seen Puppet Master. Remember Little Soldiers? Little Soldiers? Did you ever see that movie? Was that what it was called? Small Soldiers? Small Soldiers. That's what it was. Yeah. The little oh. soldiers toys that come to life. Dick Miller's in it? <laughs> in Small Soldiers? Hey, yeah. Dick Miller is also... I was watching Terminator the other day. He's in Terminator. Is he? He's the gun shop guy that gets shot. Oh. <laughs> Not he in a long, dude. but he's in it. He is. Oh, man. All right, let's get out of here. Guys, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. Make sure to head over to social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, OOTS Pod, Out of the Shadows Podcast, and uh, give us a follow. Give us some comments. Let us know what's going on in your worlds. If you want us to cover any kind of movies uh, that, you know, for our little interims, you can, guys, I mean, seriously, guys, send us messages. Let us know what to put on the list, and we'll make sure to throw it on uh, on our future uh, As long as it's not going to be covered tracks. in the, uh, the main section. Of right. The it won't be. The, if it's 81, we won't be touching yeah, yeah, them. Yeah. But anything else, we'll definitely be checking out. Okay, man, let's get out of here before we really can't with that snow coming down. Looks um, like a let up, but. Not too It'll bad. start up again right as soon as we're walking it's up. Supposed to. All right, guys, we'll see you guys next week. Until then, remember keep your eye on the shadows. <laughs>